Hi, everybody. My name is Julia, and this is the Life After Breath podcast. Today is Talk It Out Tuesday, where we talk about all the things, all of them. Okay, well, maybe not all of them, but we are going to chat and figure out the best ways to help us all find complete wellness and what that even means. We'll explore that and figure out what it means for you so that you can go kick ass and live the life of your dreams. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, everybody. Um, It is Talk It Out Tuesday. And as the intro informed you, that is going to be the day that we um, chat and that I talk to you about how to deal with all of the shit and kind of how I have learned lessons in dealing with all of the shit. And uh, since today is our first episode of Talk It Out Tuesday, I thought it would be a good idea to start with my story and where I'm coming from and how I learned how to kind of maybe cultivate or find a more peaceful life. Obviously, there is a lot of shit going on in the world and that has a powerful effect on us and um, and we're not immune to it, but there are ways to protect yourself and to remember that you are protected and that um, that that you're right where you need to be. Um, I don't want to jump off a ledge quite yet as far as like <laughs> saying all kinds of woo-woo shit. I don't want to scare you off, but... <laughs> But um, let's let's start about my transformation, and um, we're going to be talking a lot about transformations in general, and um, the people that I interview and their transformations into wellness and whatever their profession is, whether it is. I, I'm so excited. I'm going to be talking to um, women's health professionals and people and other coaches, whether they're wellness coaches or they coach um, mamas, or you know, like struggling moms, or people who have like gotten out of the workforce and um, because they were dealing with so much stress and how they kind of, for lack of a better word, saved themselves from that. Um, And it's all about transformation. It's all about taking these tools and tips and applying them to our own lives so that we can live a more happy, more prosperous, more peaceful, more calm, um, complete wellness-infused life. Um, You are going to hear me say complete wellness a lot. It is what I am absolutely passionate about. I believe that we all deserve that and can strive towards that. And ultimately what that means to me is that there is an incredible balance between body, mind, and spirit. And so in order to achieve complete wellness, we talk about health and we talk about being healthy. And for me, that is absolutely nutrition and fitness and all of those things. But those are two very important parts but of a much larger whole. And so while I want you to be healthy and we are going to talk about nutrition, I have actually, I'm really excited. I'm hoping to be able to do a panel with a whole bunch of different types of nutritionists. So we have like holistic nutritionists as well as um, more traditional nutritionists. And um, so that's coming soon, I hope. Um, We all talked about it. Let's see if we can make it happen. Um, So those are things that are important, but also, yes, we're going to talk about fitness. And yes, we're going to talk about spiritual wellness and mental wellness and how to protect our brain and how we talk to ourselves, who we're spending time with. Um, We're also going to talk a lot about financial health because financial health is a very important part of living. We don't like to talk about money. So much of the taboo that surrounds all of the things that are taboo in life, if that makes sense, I did not say that properly, but like all of the taboo things are actually taboo because we don't talk about them. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, get it out in the open and so that we're comfortable 
realizing that nobody likes to talk about money. Nobody likes to talk about religion. Nobody likes to talk about sex. Well, guess what? We're going to talk about it here, especially as it relates to women and how we are so, for lack of a better word, closeted and put into this like well, honestly, in my opinion, we put it, we're put into two categories, and that is virgin or whore. We will get back to that later, but we are going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about sexual wellness and financial wellness and spiritual wellness and mental wellness, complete wellness. Wellness, in my opinion, is goes beyond being nutritionally and physically healthy. Those are very important. But let's work on our mental health. Let's work on our spiritual health. Let's work on our sexual health. And let's work on our financial health. And that is going to lead us to such a better, happier existence. Let's make this life our own. So how did I get on this high horse? Um, (laughs) uh, Usually I start with like my major transformation, which happened about three years ago at the very beginning of COVID or like right at the height of COVID, not the beginning. Um, But I want to just start a little bit further, just so you have a little bit more backstory about who I am, because we will probably be diving into that more later. Um, And so basically, um, I am originally from Southern California. I grew up there. And then I moved to New York when I was in my early 30s. Um, I love it here. I'm not moving back. I love New York so much. And we can talk about that later. I'm sure we will. But I come from a divorced family. My mom and dad divorced when I was seven. My dad was a drug addict and alcoholic and um, womanizer, all of that stuff, but mostly a drug addict and alcoholic. Um, My mom loved him. And while she did not love his behavior and his habits, she made a vow in front of her friends and family and God. And she, to this day, struggles with the fact that she did not follow through on that vow. Um, My mom is an amazing woman and she raised my brother and I single-handedly, you know, with loved ones, help and friends and stuff. And not to toot my horn, but she did an amazing job and she did it all by herself. And I have so much love and respect for my mom. I, I like, I'm so, so, so grateful for her, but also for the relationship that she and I and my brother have. I'm so, so fortunate. And it's, interesting to talk about some of the trauma that I experienced as a, as a child and growing up, um, because I love my mom so much, but like, she's part of that, you know what I mean? Like, and, and so I, I I always want to be very clear. Like my mom is my hero and, um, but there's, there's stuff, you know what I mean? So that gives you a little bit of backstory. I, um, (laughs) wow. Talk about going back. I was 24 inches long when I was born. I was 11 and a half pounds. Wow. I know. Take a minute. Swallow that. I was not a fat baby because I was 24 inches long. I was two feet long. I was always the biggest one. I was, you know, people have these little babies and they look at me and they're like, can you believe we were once this small? And it's like, yeah, no, I wasn't. I never was. And that is the start (laughs) of what led me to believe my entire life that I was a big girl, um, that I was the fat one that I, and I, like, I just, I just actually realized that I defended myself and said, I wasn't a fat baby. And I had to clarify and defend myself. That's an old habit because I have always felt like the big one, the big girl. And I was always the fattest one in my class. I was always all of this. Now 
looking back at those pictures of me growing up, even in high school, I am not the biggest girl, but I always thought that I was, and I always felt like I was. And I believe that that has a large part of me bringing that to fruition because in my early 20s, mid to late 20s, I started putting on more and more and more and more and more and more and more weight. And now we can fast forward to 2020 when I am going on 300 pounds. I'm five foot eight. Um, I am not quite 300 pounds, but I'm close. And I had decided by that point after dieting my entire life and up and down and up and down and up and down, I've probably lost the same 80 pounds four or five times. Um, I kind of was at a point where I didn't even freaking care about my weight. I really didn't like, I don't care. There are 300 pound plus women who are totally happy. I can find happiness. But the problem was I was absolutely disconnected with myself. I know that now. I did not know that then. I um had tried and tried and tried and failed. I had absolutely dived into my work. Um I the best way to describe it is that I I felt like I was a shell of a person because all I did was work and all I was committed to was work. And so if I'd go to a friend's party and meet new people and as long as we were talking about what I did for a living um or like I used to work in the theater industry. So as long as we were talking about Broadway or as long as we were talking about theater or rehearsals or costumes or something involved in the theater industry, I was cool and I could hold my own. Anything outside of that, even like, hey, Julia, what's your favorite movie or what do you like to do? All I did was work. So I had nothing to contribute. And I would leave these parties feeling absolutely empty, knowing I'm fun. I'm funny. Like, <laughs> I know how to have a good time. I have a good personality. I have a great personality. How come that's not coming through? How come I can't be that person in a party? And it, instead of like really taking a moment to ask myself those questions, I hated myself for it. And so I'd stop going. I'd work late. And so then I'd have to call and bail in friends. I lost friends. I lost the trust and faith of friends. And they felt bad for me because I was always working. But I made that choice. I started following through on my family. And like I'd be hours late to a family dinner because I was at work. And I did that. So let's just be clear. I did that. And um, there's all kinds of stuff there that I have definitely worked lived like uh, dissected and pulled apart. And I'm sure that we will on some level um, in talking about some of that stuff. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going on a bit, but I was absolutely my job. And I don't believe that there are toxic people or not even really toxic places or environments. I believe that there is toxic behavior that then influences toxic environments. And that's why we need to learn to create our own boundaries so that we are we protect ourselves from those behaviors and um i was absolutely ill equipped to do that and as a result i took those challenges on and became less and less and less healthy by the people i surrounded myself with by the environment that i surrounded myself with when a person is a people pleaser and they give and they give and they give and they give and they do not care about themselves, let alone prioritize themselves, they're going to just keep giving and they're going to kind of deteriorate. And honestly, for me, get further and further and further away from understanding who I was. 
and I was at a breaking point. It was March of 2020. I was, you know, we were all quarantined and I was working from home, which meant that I worked more hours. And, and that I think is true for a lot of people who are overworkers, um, or was true for a lot of people who are overworkers. Um, and I didn't leave my house. I was convinced that I had COVID. I didn't really have many, if any of the symptoms, but I was convinced that if I went and hung out with my mom, who lives a few blocks away, I was going to kill her because I was going to give her COVID. So I kind of quarantined myself. Um, I would leave my house to take the trash. Now, as I mentioned, I live in New York. So when I would go to work, I have to walk a little over half a mile to the subway, which in New York, that's nothing. But so at least I was getting a little bit over a mile of a walk in, maybe a mile and a half every day. Plus then I worked in a building that I kind of ran around from floor to floor. So I was getting some exercise, not a lot. And I didn't work out or anything like that. But I went from doing that every day, five days a week to sitting in my house and being completely sedentary, except to take the trash two times a week, three times a week, whatever was necessary. And I live in a two-story walk-up. So, I mean, I live on the third floor, so I have to go up two floors, right? Um, And literally walking down and back up those stairs, I would be winded for 15 minutes and I would pace my house. My knees would be on fire. And just to give you an idea of how out of shape I was. But again, I wasn't that worried about losing weight. I was worried about my mental state because there came a couple of evenings where I was on the phone with a very dear friend of mine. And I was like, there is absolutely no reason for me to be here. If my purpose is to be miserable, busting my ass working behind the scenes in the theater industry in a time where theater cannot happen, what the fuck am I doing here? Like I am, this is not what I'm supposed to be here for, but I have no idea what I'm supposed to be here for. So I think I just shouldn't be here. And um, I remember very specifically one evening um, that I was talking to her. It was, and I was very honest with her. And I told her the only reason I'm here and obviously crying in tears is because I couldn't do that to my mom. I was worried about killing my mom with COVID if she had to find me or my brother had to find me, or even if they didn't, me taking my own life would kill them. It would kill my mom. And I couldn't do that to her. And that's truly the only reason that I'm still here. And my friend was like, we need to work on your mental health. And she was like, let's do some meditation and let's do some yoga. And like, like, you know, she's across the country and she didn't know how to help me. And, you know, of course she encouraged me to talk to somebody, which I was like, whatever. And um, the next morning, my friend and coach called me and said, would you want to go back on that program? So see, three years prior, I had tried a, a weight loss program and um, I was successful. I'd lost, I did it for like two or three months and I'd lost like 30 pounds and I was feeling really good. And I remember more than anything, I had this crazy mental clarity, like the fog in my brain had left. I had I just understood everything so much. Everything was just clearer. It was like crisp, more crisp. I had more energy, all of the things that happen, honestly, when you start eating this way. And so she called me. And so I had great success, but again, I was not prioritizing myself. I prioritized my job and I let it go. And I stopped eating essentially is what I did and continued to gain weight because when I would eat, I'd gorge and blah, 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 blah. Um, and so she called me and she said, would you want to try this again? And I remembered that mental clarity. Because my first answer was no. Remember, not interested in losing weight. I don't care. And then I remembered that mental clarity and I thought, you know what? Wait. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do. So I placed my order and it came and it literally sat right here for a month because <laughs> I did not want to do it. And I didn't care about myself. I didn't want to be here, let alone like work on myself. And, um, and she called me and she said, so are we going to do this? And I was like, yeah, okay. So we set a date, June 1st, 2020. I started and I can put in the show notes, the picture of me then and now I have a picture of my very first day and I have a smile on my face, but you can see how puffy I am, my swollen eyes, my watery eyes. And then there's a picture of me, um, I think a couple of months ago, sitting in front of one of my favorite trees. So I started and in two weeks, I had that mental clarity come back. And for the first time in my life, I was doing yoga. I tried some yoga and I had done yoga before. And um, I, I used to dance. I'm very flexible, blah, blah, blah. I, like I said, I had done yoga before, so I expected to be able to be okay. Remember, haven't been outside in months. <laughs> I've only been up and down the stairs a couple of times a week and haven't done yoga in years. And I expected to be good. What the hell. And at the end of that 30 minutes, I was a mess. I hated myself. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I can't do this. I used to be able to do this. What's wrong with me? Yoga's not hard, like blah, 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 all this stuff. And I stopped myself. And for the first time in my life, I realized that I was kind of like on a balance beam. And I could choose the self-deprecation and the self-hate and the the <laughs> wallowing in the, you're such an idiot. You, why did you think you could do this? You're so fat. You're so ugly. You're never going to be able to do that. That's where I lived the majority of my life. But for the first time, I saw that there was another option. And I could actually realize the reality of my situation, which was, Julia, you haven't done yoga in years. You haven't left your home in months. You've not been exercising. You're almost 300 pounds. What makes you think you would be able to do this so well? Try again tomorrow. It'll get easier. You're on the you're in the process of losing weight. It'll get easier. And I chose that. Again, for the first time in my life, I gave myself a little bit of grace. And the next day I did it. And it was easier. And the next day I did it. I did that same yoga video five times before I was able or willing to move on. And then I did the next one. I did the next one. And in 10 months, I ended up losing 130 pounds. I went from a size 22, 24 to a size four. And that sounds incredible and amazing. But what is actually the most amazing part of all that is that choice of choosing to give myself that bit of grace of choosing to love myself where I was. And that's what I want for everybody. That's what I want for you. And within about two months, I realized I have to help people find that. I have to help people find their value and realize their worth, that they are more than a number on a goddamn scale, that they are more than their job. And the more I dove into that feeling for myself, the more it grew. Now, don't get me wrong. I am human. And so that means that there are often times where I question my worth and I question my value. But then I remind myself that I am perfectly imperfect and that I am absolutely um, fine. I'm right where I need to be. I'm okay. I am enough. I am worthy. 
I am so valuable. I am beautiful. All of the things. And to be able to look myself in the eye and say that and believe it is probably the most incredible part of this entire journey. And I think it's so easy to equate. Well, sure. Yeah. You lost 130 pounds. You're a size freaking four. And like that actually has nothing to do with it. That's not where the confidence comes from. It helps. I'm not going to lie. But the confidence come from, comes from seeing myself for who I am for the very first time in my life. I was 45 years old. I'm 48 now. And absolutely, I wish I'd discovered it sooner. But so many people, so many women don't discover their value and start to prioritize themselves, start to put their mask on before they help the person next to them. They don't find that until their mid thirties to mid forties to mid fifties. And so I just want to be very clear to anyone who's listening or watching that you are right where you need to be. And there's no regrets about, oh, I should have figured this out sooner, or I should have, should have, we're going to talk about shoulds. And I think they're worthless. Stop shitting on yourself. You are right where you need to be. I think that's a good place for us to stop for today. We will definitely be talking more about this journey and more about the things that I've learned, but that's where I come from. That's the depth, <laughs> that pit of despair, that um, absolute <laughs> feeling of helplessness, of not wanting to exist. And here I am today, fucking loving my life. I got, I went outside today. <laughs> I love being outside. Something else you need to know about. I mean, I could have been done like the Mary Tyler Moore twirl. It's just, it's just, it's incredible to be so content with yourself that you just love being alive. And I wish that for every single one of you, all of the people in your life, all of the people in the world, because there's nothing like it. And I truly, truly believe that when we start to love ourselves, we understand what love actually is. And by default, we start treating the people around us differently, even when we don't know them. We start like exuding this loving kindness to people we don't know, because all of a sudden we aren't as quick to react and call somebody an asshole for cutting us off on the street or for honking at us or for whatever. We aren't as quick to react. We're like, okay, they're in it. like, and it doesn't bother us. So we're not taking that hate or that anger on. And so then we're not perpetuating it. And so I truly believe that as we each learn to love ourselves, we will change the world. We will change all, change all the bullshit in the world that I was talking about earlier, because we're going to learn how to not take it on. And therefore, we aren't going to like multiply it. We're going to multiply this peace and love that we're creating simply by loving and prioritizing ourselves. I hope you're along with me for this journey because I am so excited to talk to you every week. Um, come back every day for our daily breaths. They're just like three to five minutes long. It's how I start my morning and I, I think it really, really helps. So if not, I'll talk to you next week and um, thank you again for being here. All right. Talk to you soon. Oh, don't forget, go kick some ass today. Hey, it's Julia again. Listen, I am so glad you're here. And I was thinking if you're enjoying this as much as I am, you should definitely check out the Life After Breath community Facebook group. We are building an amazing community there with loads of extra content and some very special bonuses coming soon. And don't forget, you can always find me on your favorite social media platforms at Julia Christine Health. I hope to see you there, but I'll definitely see you here tomorrow.
I was worried about my mental state. 